people. I have something very exciting to announce. This Labor Day weekend is the 16th annual Kennedy Center Page to Sage Festival featuring stage readings of new works. And I'm very happy to announce that I have not one, not two, but three new plays in the festival this year. My adaptation of Peter Pan from Tinkerbell's point of view, commissioned by Adventure Theater MTC and aptly titled Tinkerbell. A new comedy drama about the first year of raising a child entitled The Guilt of the Possible. And my new work for Flying V Theater, Sheila and Moby. All three readings will be on September 2nd and they are scheduled in such a way that you can easily see all three. The best part, Page to Stage, is completely free. I've got all the details up at unknownpenguin.com live. I'll be at the festival all day on September 2nd, so if you're coming, be sure to let me know. Again, September 2nd at the Kennedy Center, free readings of three new plays by me, Patrick Flynn, free admission. Unknownpenguin.com live for all the details. I hope you can make it. All right, here's the show. This is totally going to end up on an intermission, isn't it? We've it might. I don't know. <laughs> See how long we went. Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you. Hello and welcome to the Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. This week we revisit Charlene V. Smith's interview about the London recording of Mandela Mancha for a talk about happy endings of all shapes and sizes. We join the conversation already in progress. So what? what is the, but what, like, so let's stick with the irresponsible version of that. Because I, I feel this is very important. I really do. This this idea of what, what is your art saying about the world? And there is an irresponsibility to, you know, hey, it's all going to be great. Right. Without a certain level of, crypt, like, shows like Music Man and how to succeed in business without really trying, have these hilariously happy endings that are too happy and absurd right. in their resolution. Their resolution is absolutely insane. And that serves the kind of like, well, it's a happy ending, but it's not the happy ending anybody expected. And like least of, especially, I mean, I think Music Man does not get enough credit for the ending of this, like of, of, of these kids playing awful music and everybody's thrilled. And that right. to me is Music Man. That's the magic of music. That, yeah, I mean, but isn't that what's, great about it because Mm -hmm. and I feel like some productions have done this where like or maybe the movie did it we're all no 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 they're bad in the movie too but I feel like there are productions that have had them play wonderfully and they miss the point and that's totally missing the point they miss the point well they're always it's it's problematic when we we did it in college when I was at Catholic U and you do have to have a few people in the band on stage playing the minuet and G kind of for real because otherwise it's just a cacophony right. like it's just noise <laughs> so you have to have a couple people kind so that of it's at least recognizable exactly and the problem comes when you have too many of those people and it really does sound like the minuet and g i've never seen a production where they played well that would be terrible i feel like, like that I've, is totally missing i don't know the point. if i've seen that or just heard because that it posits happening. that the think system is real and the think right. system is not real <laughs> That's yeah. not really a thing. No. There are shows that are like the romantic suffering thing, which this show has a little bit of and not a bunch right. of the like, you know, like she died and he's alive. And it's like, but the, but like the suffering, that's so romantic. And I'm always like, no, like that sucks. The suffering that's for its own sake. Like I don't, the, the whole, you know, love forever. Like one character lives to be 90 and is still in love with the person who like died 70 years ago. Oh, that sounds like, terrible. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's just like, <laughs> but it's a lot of, a lot of stories have that kind of sure. bend to them and this sort of like eternal love, hopelessness aspect, which is just like, like that's, it's, it, that's going too far in the other direction. There is this sweet spot where like, 
it's it's happy or it's not, and it lands in this kind of like just right feeling, which I kind of feel like like the first musical that comes to my mind is Company. Oh yeah, lands in this spot. Well, that's because it's Sondheim, and he's well, the true, best. and he is. But it's a good. We have to start somewhere. I, w- uh, <laughs> with, I feel. Start. I do say, you know, or Into the Woods is the same way. Seeing Sondheim plays as an adult do not do not make me hate them. I still love them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I haven't. I, I I've seen Company. I've talked about it on the show like yeah. five or six times, and like each time. I am struck by the fact that I don't think the script's very good. Like, it, it, it hurts me more and more. The score is outstanding. Sure. But, I mean, if you want to talk about an ending that is satisfying and also completely unearned, it is the finale of, of Company yes. to me. Being Alive is a gorgeous number that pastes really nicely over the fact that I have no idea how we got there. Like, it doesn't... That's interesting. I don't know. I feel the journey, but maybe that's because well, I'm, like... You know, a it has, professed bachelor also. Well, okay. So and that's but it's a funny like there the problem I have with the ending of company is I mean, we have Ladies Who Lunch, fantastic. And the scene before it's really good. But Joanne hits on Bobby. When are we gonna make it? I beg your pardon? When are we going to make it? What's wrong with now? There's my place. It's free tomorrow after two. Larry goes to his gym and then right to the office. Don't talk. Don't do your folksy routine with me. You're a terribly attractive man. The kind of man most women want but never seem to get. I'll take care of you. But who will I take care of? Well, did you hear yourself? Did you hear what you just said, kiddo? I didn't mean that. Oh, I just heard a door open that's been stuck a long time. Like I haven't looked at all that. The check is paid. What's wrong? Because I have looked at that. At marriages and all that, and what do you get for it? What do you get? What happened? I just did someone a big favor. And, like, that's supposed to be the epiphany moment. Oh. And they leave him on the stage and he rails and then he thinks being alive. you know alive. why that seems weird to you? Why? It's because I'm guessing you haven't dated a lot of men. I've dated no men, actually, so, in my life. Okay. to me, it seems completely believable. Really? Yeah, okay. From yeah. his point of view or from, like, the... Just, just this, I... Oh, man. I don't... Oh, this is super <laughs> interesting to me. I, I know. I'm worried about saying something, like, too generic about a, a, an entire gender. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'm here. I do, but I do think, I mean, I, I won't say this about all men, but I, I do think that I've certainly known men and I've known women who've known men that have sort of, um, well, no, I, you know, I had a, a friend say to me once, and again, I don't think this is true about everyone, but I think that there's some truth in it. She said that women get married when they find the person they want to marry and men get married to the person they're with when they decide they're ready to be married. Ooh, that's interesting. Which again, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't believe in like all encompassing statements, but I think there's a lot to think of in that. And to me, that relates to that, that sort of moment that, that Bobby figures out that there's room in his life for someone else Mm -hmm. because it's, it's a change in selfishness, you know, and I can say this as a perpetually single person, it is a very selfish life, Mm -hmm. um, which is why I enjoy it. Um, And that, that sort of, that door being opened to to taking care of someone else as in to um to thinking about the needs of another person 
Because okay. that's what you have to do to have a successful relationship. Sure. I'm assuming. Sure. I wouldn't know. No, you're right. <laughs> well, let's see. Now, that's interesting. I guess it's just the moment is treated as such a revelation that oh. I feel like I – like, I remember the first time I – like, I was just waiting for being alive. It took, like, two or three watchings to be like, what right. does that mean exactly? You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those – and it might just be – from the fact that I've seen the show so many times that you're just like, yeah, I don't understand what I that. Guess, I I guess I kind of like it because it's this bizarre, seemingly simple moment that has so much weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also rings true to me, like her reaction rings true to me in a in a dramatic form, in, in the sense that, um, you know, we have this cultural idea. That, that men are sort of only ever interested in, in sex. And, and so, like, when women are pursuing that, too, to then, to then run across a guy that suddenly is interested in something else can be very jarring, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I feel like that's part of what's, what's going on with her is, like, mm-hmm. oh, but you were supposed to be the fun time guy. Right. And now you're looking for something real. Right. Like, but she's happy for him. Like, that's a funny, like, I mean, she's happy twist. for yeah. him, but she's also like, okay, oh, okay, right. this is happening now. Now, he does have the, like, I mean, I will say in the show's defense, he does have the realization during the song, not in the scene. Like, the scene right. kicks off. That, that's, he doesn't and, get what it yes, means. She does, understands first. Exactly right. He doesn't come to the realization until he actually sings the song. And right. so that, which is very yeah. satisfying. It. I mean, it is a well... It's a great show. I'm not right. like I'm not doing the I mean, show. Like, some it's of just the script a funny... is cheesy, but I kind of there's something and incomplete feeling about and maybe it's entirely maybe it's entirely how it's staged. Could is be. this idea of first because there, there's a lot of things the show does not explicitly tell you. Like when is all this taking place? What is the chronological order of these events? We have no idea. And right, it, because it's very episodic. Well, and it's you see that birthday scene. Three times, right. three different ways. So we don't know if which which ones are real and, and which ones aren't real. Iterations of the show have changed his age. Exactly too. right. Yeah, and it moves. Yeah, and it changes all kinds of things. I mean, they've and the book like is different now than it was in the seventies, mainly because a lot of stuff was put back in it that was right. in the original version. So maybe it's the fact that like I, I wonder if directors don't spend enough time thinking about the script be. because it is such an amazing score and you oh, kind of so want to get to. It's also such a known show. I mean, I've said before on the show I think that the Ladies Who Lunch to me is the to be or not to be of American music oh, theater. I think that's it's either that or or Rose's turn. Well, right. It's one of yeah. the, well Rose's turn gets away with it because it is the finale. Yes. Whereas like. Ladies once, oh, that's true. Once a yeah, woman yeah. starts, once whoever's playing Joanne steps forward and says, I'd like to propose a toast. We are suddenly, I mean it in the sense of like, it's we are now. It's a purple passage. Exactly right. We are out of the show. Yes. We are no longer gotcha. living in this show because we can't. We know this song. This right. song is incredible. It and is, it's so rich. You know? It's an amazing I mean, that's, song. That's what also is great. I mean, it's funny, you know, we just brought up. To be or not to be, but I find that I find that um, most Shakespeareans also love Sondheim, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's richness very clear of language, re- exactly, mm-hmm. and that that like in a single line, there's so you know there's so much emotional depth mm-hmm. to Plum, and I think that's completely true of Ladies of Lunch and most of that entire score. Well, and when you talk about, I remember when I directed the show in college, which is of course you know 21, I knew everything about company. I was working with the actress on that song. And we were sort of going through all the different verses and who all the different women are. And we were sort of going, now, is that 
Jenny or is that Sarah? Like, who is she talking about? And we kind of and we landed in this place that I think is correct, but it's it was a like it took a whole night and it was amazing. Being like, oh no, this is all her. Right. This is all her through her various marriages and phases oh. of her life. This these are all the women she's been in her life or been expected to be. Exactly right. And now she's the girls who just watch. Aren't they the best? Like that's where she's at, right? Because the last verse is clearly about her. Yes. And here's to the girls who just watch. Aren't they the best? When they get depressed, it's a bottle of scotch plus a little jest. Another chance to disapprove another brilliant singer. Another reason not to move another vodka And it was an amazing night. We like were screaming about how amazing this experience was. <laughs> I love was. those rehearsals. Yeah, they were the best. And so, like the show, but it's it's that kind of thing where the it, unlike a lot of music theater material, the more I feel you dig into Sondheim, there is always something else yeah. there. That's that's why it's like Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. just gives you so. And everybody can come at it differently, and everybody's correct. And you can just keep digging and digging and digging, and it will never, it'll never let you down. Yeah. And yeah, and I totally get that with the shake with the the Shakespeare. Comp- I mean, he is he is music theaters um, Shakespeare. Oh, absolutely. I think there's no question about oh, that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's the American theaters Shakespeare, not just music. Theater. Yeah, that's true. The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. This episode was recorded at the Media Production Center at American University. Special thanks to Jeffrey Madison, Tom Fish, and Imani Mular. If you like the original cast, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's the easiest way to make sure other people find the show. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. My thanks to Charlene V. Smith for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. (laughs) 